Welcome to Story Dream, a podcast where we share stories to help share the story. Have you ever felt paralyzed when someone asks you a question? When someone asks us a question, it's often better to answer with a story than a soundbite. I'm Corey LaCroix, and I'm here with Chris Castells. Let's tell some stories. Are you, are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling super. I got loops. Caffeine right over my body. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to Why don't you go do that? Ready? Yeah. Welcome to the very first episode of Story Dram, a storytelling podcast. I'm Chris Castells, and I'm here with Corey LaCroix. Hi, Corey. Hey, Chris. How you doing, brother? So good. I know. I'm good, too. Thanks for asking. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you the story really quick. Do it. Yeah, so we're playing, uh, what's his new hotness game? Uh, Pickleball. It's everywhere, right? As the kids kids call it, yeah. Playing it for like the third time ever, and it's me and three like people over the age of 80. So two older women and this guy named Earl. Double date. And Earl was wicked good. And at one point, (laughs) I'm on Earl's team. It was a double date, yes. And Earl says, nice shot, Corey. And I'm just like zoned in for the next shot. And then he says it again. Nice shot, Corey. (laughs) Again, I'm just zoned in on the shot. And then the third time he goes, nice shot, Corey. And then he says, thanks, Earl. That's so fantastic. Yeah, I love so, it. I gotta. I need to be a better listener. Fun fact about me: I've never played pickleball, which is weird because I'm super basic, right? Because yeah, do you think like they'd be like, that. "Oh, there's something popular. Let me go try it," you know? Like, but I just, I just haven't. Just we should do that. I haven't done it yet with Earl. You'll love it. I'd love it. I love playing with Earl. <laughs> so, welcome to the new podcast. We, uh, as we said earlier, this is the first published podcast. We've uh, we've recorded a couple, not for public consumption. I guess you could say that we uh, we kissed some frogs before we found our prince. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I always wanted to say that. I like that. Um, but uh, we're excited to have you listening. We're, we're excited to get started on this podcast. Um, every episode of this uh, the show is going to be uh, a story, either from Corey or from both of us. And we're going to be responding to a question, uh, a question that we come up with or someone in our lives does, or maybe you, the listener. And we're just excited to kind of get to it. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's, let's get to the stories. Let's go. Let's do it. So our uh, our prompt for this for this episode is going to be um, pretty basic. Why tell stories? Obviously, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of reasons that we tell stories, uh, and the reason for any individual story that we tell uh, it might be different, right? Right. Uh, at the root of it all, t- telling stories is one of the ways that we share our lives with each other. I think yeah. you know we share experiences, we share emotions. We process things, uh, we inspire, we inform, um, we laugh, we cry, we weep, and we do a lot of that just through the power of story. Right. Uh, one of our goals here is not just to tell stories, but also to recover sort of the art of storytelling, because we think it's essential um, if we're going to be um, people who you know, sort of follow the gospel, right? Love God first and love our neighbor, and part of loving our neighbor is to tell and receive, to hear uh, stories to know each other well. Um, if we're going to do that, um, we have to tell stories and we have to listen to stories, right? Um, there, Sherry Waddell says, uh, "Never, never uh, accept a label in place of a story." Yeah, and I think that's just that's really the core of what we're about on this podcast. Is we want to tell you some of our stories, and what we've learned from them, and we want to uh, we want to know what stories you have, and that's that's core of the, the whole idea here is to have this conversation around uh, yeah. storytelling to to help people. Um, tell stories because we really think it's essential for human flourishing, for human happiness, for 
for goodness, for remembering the good times and processing the tough times. And that's, that's what we're all about. Yeah. I think in just, let's go, you know, let's just get after it. So Chris, when somebody asks you like to tell a story, what's your go-to story? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I was thinking about this cause I knew, cause we wrote this. So I knew, <laughs> I knew what we we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I was thinking about a time when I was in college. I, I was studying abroad in Europe, and uh, I studied in Greece and Rome, and I had all these incredible experiences. I had classes that didn't didn't have classrooms because they were just out in the city of Rome, you know. And it was just an incredible experience. At the end of it, I got to travel for a month. I got to do the whole backpack through Europe. As I mentioned, I'm pretty basic. So, <laughs> I, uh, we were trying to figure out where to spend uh, New Year's Eve after we spent uh, uh, Christmas in Paris. Uh, Christmas Mass in Notre Dame Cathedral. Pretty cool. Um, so we we decided to go to Prague. So we took this overnight train uh, to, to Prague, got into our awesome hostel, got all settled, whatever. Um, had a couple of days to like walk around, go to the castle, do whatever. And it came time for um, uh, for New Year's Eve, and a bunch of us from from the St. John, St. Ben's, where we, we both went to school, uh, ended up being in Prague at the same time. So we decided we're all going to hang out. And so we went out at night, and we tried to find a place you know, to have a meal, have a drink, you know, get ready to celebrate the coming new year. And we kind of realized, like, a lot of the places where people were doing this in Prague were, like, discotheques. Like, hey, you want to go to the discotheque? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and we're, like, um, uh, central Minnesota, we're not really discotheque people, you know? Like, <laughs> like dancing wasn't really, like, on our, on our, like, yeah. is there a place we could read silently together? You know, like, I don't know. So, nerds. Um, so, anyway, we just didn't want to do that. So, we... <laughs> So we're walking around, and all of a sudden we come upon uh, a fake TGI Fridays, like a du- <laughs> like like TGI Fridays dupe. Like it was not TGI Fridays, but clearly these like four Czech guys had like traveled to US. It was like this TGI Fridays is very nice, you know, like whatever. And they and they came back to Prague and they built a TGI Fridays. And uh, so we kind of were like, all right, let's go get some potato skins, like whatever. Like we go in. Nobody's there. Nobody. <laughs> just the staff. These four guys. And they're like, hello, welcome. Come on in. You whatever. Like, okay, great. Like, are you open? They're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll have dinner and drinks. And so, like, you know, we, we have big old dinner. And they're, like, super helpful because we're the only people in there because everyone yeah. else is at the discotheque. And uh, and then, like, you know, uh, at the time, absinthe, uh, which is mm. a kind of uh, mm-hmm. liqueur made from wormwood or whatever. Anyway, it's... Uh, it's illegal in the, in the United States, but it's legal. And so we got like, oh, we got to drink the absinthe, whatever. And it's very high alcohol. It's crazy. You light it on fire. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And so we have a couple, have a couple absinths, have a couple beers. Yeah. Everyone's excited. We're having a good time, whatever. 1130, the guys come out and they're like, um, would it be okay if we left all of our stuff here and just locked the doors to the restaurant? <laughs> and then we could all go out to the, to the square and celebrate, and then all meet back here at 1230. And yeah. we're like, sure, we trust you, random check guys. Like, that sounds great, right? Ever. Like, right away, like, we're already taking this risk, right? Like, just leaving our stuff yeah. and, like, not sure what this is like. Is this like normal? I don't know. Was there anybody in the group that was like, um, guys, I don't know. I have no recollection of that. So I'm sure there was. I'm sure, I'm sure like some like very like firstborn was like, mm, I'm not so sure that we should, you know, like yeah. whatever. But yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, let's go, you know, yeah. whatever. And uh, so we, we leave all our stuff behind. We get into the the square, like the old town square, and like the sort of historic district of Prague is very, very old. It was um, the city was bombed less than other cities in World War II because it yeah. was going to be it was less strategic value, and mm-hmm. Hitler was going to use it as his eastern capital. So all the stuff's like super old. 
and they have this like 800 year old wooden like clock. It's like a giant cuckoo clock type thing with like movable parts and like yeah action figures that come out and move at right. the hours or whatever. For the town in the town square. In the town square. So we yeah. get out into this town square, and in the middle of this huge crowd, ten thousand Czech people in this little square is a big open area, and we're like, "Well, that's crazy. Where is an open area?" So we like walk out there and stay in the open area. We realize it's because people are setting off fireworks, like their own personal, like bought it at Czech Walmart, like fireworks. And so we're like, and all of a sudden, like, you know, we're standing there, like an M80 comes shooting over our heads and boom, right in front of us. And of course, everything's stone. So like reverberates like crazy. People are shooting bottle rockets off the 800-year-old <laughs> clock. Like it's a little pain in the lap. So we're like on the edge of this circle of mayhem. All this of a sudden. Like shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder, like. Like shoulder right to up. shoulder Sparks raining down. Exactly, and we're and we're co- and we're like it's cold, so we all have coats on <laughs> and whatever. So finally, we get down to midnight, and everyone's kind of like huddled together. We're all like, oh, whatever, five, four, three, five, yeah. happy new year, whatever. And uh, like couples are kissing, and everyone's high fiving and hugging, whatever. And I look across this this circle. At the edge of the circle was this giant of a man. <laughs> I mean, like six five. Three bills, just a big old dude with a big old beard. And he has the largest Roman candle I have ever seen in my life. Now, I don't know this man from Adam. I don't know who he is. But clearly, he is looking around for someone with a lighter (laughs) to set this thing off. So I grab a lighter from my buddy, and I walk over there. And I just kind of like, I don't know, like instinctually, like, (laughs) like... just lit it and held it out, <laughs> you know, like, and he looks at me and goes, oh, okay, you know, like whatever. And so he like holds the thing, the, the Roman candle up, but like, I don't know if it was the absinthe or what, we could not meet up. Like we just could not get it lit. So he takes my loose hand yeah. and he puts it onto the Roman candle and he does this like universal sign of giving, like puts both of his hands out and just Whoa. like hands it to me. And I'm like, oh, you're giving it to me. Cool. So I like that. Now bear in mind, this Roman candle is like the size of like, uh, a Christmas wrapping paper tube. Like it's huge. Yeah. So I like this thing and I hold it and I kind of like hold it kind of up in the air and uh, it starts, let's, you know, the, the fuse goes down all of a sudden, like the first thing shoots out of it, poof, up in the air. And as soon as that happened, 15, 20 guys, men from the circle, like rush me. Oh no. They come out of the edge of the circle and they just grab me. Oh no! And like one guy puts his arm around me, another guy puts his arm around my waist, another guy grabs me over the other top, the other shoulder, and they've got me kind of pinned, so that like my arm is straight up in the air, and the Roman candle is literally shooting straight up and just <laughs> raining, burning sulfur down on me. Right? Like I have like holes. I have. I still have this rain jacket. I have like holes all over this jacket I'm wearing because I have this Roman candle. And as this is going, it's all happening at the same time, very quickly, they start jumping up and down and chanting. And I have no idea what they're saying. And meanwhile, the Roman candle, poof, poof, yeah. poof, is just shooting off like chunks of burning sulfur. And I'm just like, totally like, what is going on? And they're doing the whole like, it's not ole, 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 ole. It's not that, but it's like something. Yeah. I'm like, ah, you know yeah. what's happening? They're and singing, they're chanting, they're having a good it's time. It's going crazy. You're like a hero in this moment. Apparently. I was, I was concerned for you right away when 20 guys were coming at you. But as, as I was concerned. You t- were a hero slash mascot. I was something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think I was Roman candle like stand. Like I was guy <laughs> holding the Roman candle. So the final piece of the Roman candle shoots off and lands on us. And that was like the big one. Like, yeah. You know, whatever. And these guys, like, they're like, oh, and, like, slap me on the shoulder. And I'm, like, holding this, like, spent Roman candle, 
burning holes in my like Healy Hansen jacket. And they're like, hey, you do your thumbs up, whatever. I don't know. And they all just like melt back into the crowd. And I like walk back over to my friends and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, wow. I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. And what we kind of figured out is while they were jumping up and down, they like unfurled a Hungarian flag behind me. Yeah. And the best we could figure out was that there was a rugby match between <laughs> between <laughs> Czech Republic and Hungary coming up, and they were like fans. That's the only thing we could figure out. <laughs> yes. Either that I was the symbol for Hungarian national pride at the <laughs> Czech Republic in 2001. So anyway, we get back to the restaurant. We grab all our stuff. The guy's... You know, uh, say thank you for coming to a restaurant. We pay our bill and we, we, we go back and, and fall asleep at the hostel. Whoa. And what I learned kind of like it's funny even just retelling the story now is just thinking about all the little risks I took. At the time, I didn't really think too much about them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the thing that gave us the greatest pause was leaving our stuff in this restaurant. Yeah. But like going into the square with all these fireworks, just being in the city, being shoulder to shoulder with complete strangers, approaching some random stranger with a lit lighter while he's trying to like look i don't know what he was looking for maybe he was looking for his friends but in the moment i'm like i'm gonna go yeah. i'm gonna go talk to this guy i'm gonna go see what happened i can see how i can help oh obviously i think i know what he wants but i didn't i think there's something i learned about that moment of like how taking risks is like important in life yeah. like and when we are able to take appropriate good risks um we can be vulnerable and i think the same is true with like Storytelling, you sure. know, yeah. and the sharing totally. of ourselves. Because when we when we share a story, we don't just share like a, a list of things that happened. It's mm -hmm. not just like some sort of you know checklist or outline. We're really sharing a piece of ourselves. We're sharing yeah. something that made us who we are and how we are, and um, and we're being vulnerable in that moment. We're putting ourselves out there to be judged or to be rejected or to be accepted or to be loved or or maybe loved in a way we don't want. <laughs> like um, so, when we share ourselves, it's it's a moment of risk, and yeah. then when we tell a story. It's a risky, uh, uh, it can be a risky situation. I, I like want to zero in on this moment in your story where you're at one end of the square, this guy's at the other end of the square, and you see that he has a candle and you see that he's looking around for a light. And like, you, you had to make a decision. Like you recognize this opportunity and like, okay, like I could just sit here and this guy can maybe figure that out or I could go, you know? Yeah. And I think like when it comes to, telling stories, sharing stories, like being present to people. Um, there's that moment of possibility, right? It comes up every day, you know, multiple times a day. And um, I think we have to be aware of it. Like where, where are those moments, right, in my day where there's an opportunity for me to hear or maybe ask somebody a question that might, you know, lead to a story. Or when somebody asks me a question, what might it look like for me to light the Roman candle and tell a story versus just like give an answer straight? Right. And I, I think it's, uh, the, my kids love the movie. We bought a zoo um, with, with Matt Damon or whatever. And there's a point in the story where he's talking about yeah. 30 seconds of courage or like, you mm -hmm. know, like if you have 30 seconds of courage to tell your story, um, yeah. to be vulnerable with somebody or to, to share the thing that they need to hear that day or whatever, if we can have that 30 seconds of courage, yeah. then who knows what might happen. You know, in his story, it's how he got married, right? Yeah. And this story, um, it's how it became a symbol of national pride for Hungary. But um, <laughs> the whole idea of like when we're vulnerable, when we're when we take risks, when we're when we go for it, you know, and we all know what that is. Like yeah. whatever word you want to use, when we go for it, man, good things can happen, and a great story can can happen from it. Um, the other thing that I think can happen yeah. is to grow in friendship. 
Mm. You know, my mom used to say that friendship is built on shared experiences. And I think that's true. Um, it's like when you meet someone from your alma mater, you kind of have like a, a little connection with them, right? Yeah. But one of the ways in which we can grow in, in sharing experience with someone when they're not there is to, to tell the story. Yeah. And when we tell stories and hear stories, um, we can grow in relationship and grow in friendship. And I think if that's what we want out of this life, right, is brotherhood, is friendship. Um, and if ultimately we want to use those, those relationships um, or have those relationships be the fertile ground in which we can share the good news, like... Well, then we have to share experiences. And one way to do that is to share stories. Yeah. I, th- I think like a simple takeaway for me is when somebody asks me the question, how are you? You know, my go-to is like, good, great, you know, awesome. Yeah. Um, or like, eh, you know, maybe it's like, maybe there's a story behind that answer from the day before. You know, like, I'm good. You got time for a quick story. Yeah. Or just like, I'm good. Like yesterday, you know, I don't even need to say like, do you have time for a quick story? But like. You got time. Oh, it depends who the person is, right? Yeah. If you're in like close right. relationship with them, you can go like, well, go you're, you're going to make time for my story because yeah. you love me, you know? Like, <laughs> right. But if it's someone like work or someplace else, you can be like, you know, I'm good, but let me, t- can, is it time. okay if I tell you why? Yeah. I got, you got time. Yeah. Yeah. I think really mm. can be helpful. That's good. Yeah. So why do we tell stories? You know, we tell stories to make connections with other people, to grow in relationship. Um, and we do it because it makes us vulnerable. It's a risk to do so, but putting ourselves out there like that is how we grow in relationship and we share experiences and that's how, that's what makes friendships. And, and so sharing our experiences helps us grow in, in friendship with others. Yeah. Hey Chris, thanks for telling your story today. Corey, thanks for listening. Yeah. And you, uh, thank you for listening to this first ever podcast. Uh, let's take a risk, huh? This week, let's go tell some stories. 